The bar could not have been set lower for a sequel than it was for Daddy's Home 2. Because Daddy's Home 1 sucked yeah, so I w- bad. I wish that I took the time to go back. Because we talked about... I think we did like a review of Daddy's Home 1. Yeah, that was one of the movies that we did for like a Monday thing. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it was very bad. It did not like so it. so terrible. I was not looking forward to seeing the second one. Um, but... We'll I was. To I knew it would be better. Yeah? I knew it would well, be better. Well, I think we actually said that at the end of the, the first one. We were like, it, this sequel, it's going to have a sequel, and it can't nearly be as bad as the first one. Yeah. It was, it's, it's odd that you take, um, you take Hannibal Burris away from something, and it becomes better. Like, that's not why the second Burris one... Hannibal Burris in the first one? Hannibal Burris is in the first one. Uh, he just becomes a guy who lives with them, I think, and they guilt uh, they guilt Will Ferrell into letting this guy live with them. Oh, that's right. He was like the uh, the electrician or whatever yeah. it was. And whenever he's like, "Hey, you shouldn't live here," they're like, "Hey, you're being really racist right now." <laughs> um, so, but that's not why the movie got better. The movie got better because there was something that they could build it around. You know, like the whole like dad rivalry thing. I, don't, I can't tell you another example of it, but it just felt so obvious and so old and so dumb that I didn't fucking care about it. But having it center around an actual thing, which is Christmas, made it such a better movie. So um, do you want to bang out the synopsis? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, father and stepfather Dusty and Brad join forces to make Christmas time perfect for their children. Their newfound partnership soon gets put to the test when Dusty's old school macho dad and Brad's gentle father arrive to turn the holiday upside down. After a sudden change in plans, the four men decide to take the kids to a luxury resort for a fun-filled getaway that turns into a hilarious chaotic adventure. Here's the twist, though. Yeah. Uh, it gets put to the test because they invite those guys to come. That's why those guys were there. It's not like they crashed the party and, oh, we had this great thing planned. And, oh, no, here comes Mel Gibson. You fucking expressly invited Mel Gibson to be there. Well, uh, Will Ferrell or uh, Mark Wahlberg did not invite Mel Gibson to Christmas. He called and said that he was coming. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no, he called and then... No, 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 they address it in the movie. Yeah. Well, uh, Mark Wahlberg's character says... He doesn't uh, want him there, but he begrudgingly... they they he, he, he allowed him to come, but Mel Gibson, they address it in the movie, Mel Gibson invited himself. He said, I invited myself because you never do. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I must have already been You asleep. paid attention. <laughs> um, all right. We have a new rating system, sort of, by yes, the way. Yeah, we're, we're tweaking, tweaking the old one. Uh, so once we did the... Or- Same four the murder categories. On the, yeah, once we did the Murder on the Orient Express review, uh, our final scores were pretty close to each other, even though DJ liked the movie a lot better than I did. Yeah. Uh, so we decided to you tweak it. You had a higher it. score than me. Did I really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, so we decided to tweak it. Same four categories. Uh, but instead, now, did we like it is worth double every other category. So, did we like it will be out of four points. How did everyone look will be out of two points. Will we steal stuff from it will be out of two points. And is it problematic will be out of two points. Yeah, and then it all adds up to ten. Yes. And that, that, and that, that, that makes – we don't have to do math, which is great. Saves everybody a lot of, a lot of heartache. So, uh, yeah, let's jump into did we like it. I'm giving it a 2.1, which is, Ooh. I think, an awesome score. It's yeah. like a little better than fifty percent. Yeah, I think you just you. I think you did. I just prices prices right you, or did you prices right me? Because I'm did two you, out of four. Okay, you know, no, I didn't know what you were where you were going. No, there. I know, but I, yeah. like unintentionally prices right. So I would, yeah, I me. I prices righted you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you, you I think it's just a yeah, it's 
it's a tolerable movie, which it is. makes it a good movie yeah. in my mind for this franchise. Yeah, God, I mean, the first we, one was so bad. We always score based on expectations. Yes. So uh, two out of four. It's not the fucking funniest movie that you'll ever see. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's enjoyable. Well, I think actually, if this were based on expectations, it would be a four out of four <laughs> yeah. because I didn't fucking hate it. Um, so. Yeah, I mostly liked it. Uh, my biggest qualm was I realized John Lithgow, John Lithgow, whatever his name is. Yeah, Lithgow. He can be in stuff. He's not allowed to be in stuff where he whines. He's, my least favorite thing is John Lithgow whining. I don't want him to be in stuff, period, because he plays the same fucking character in every guy. Sad old guy. Yes. Yeah. And it's... If you're going to put him in, it's got to be like a cameo. He can't have a fucking starring role. But he played such a good crazy guy in Third Rock from the Sun. Like that, there's a good there's there's yeah, but that's there's like good that's like that his one role. Yeah, no, that's not his one role. He's in the, he's nothing like the Third Rock guy in other shit that he does. Everything else he does, he's just a sad old guy being like, "But I don't want to." Bo-. He's like fucking Caillou. He's not like Caillou in Third Rock from the Sun. He's a fucking crazy wacky guy. But I'm saying his role in Third Rock from the Sun is like the one thing that he should be known for. You could shouldn't yes. keep putting him in other stuff. Yeah, yeah. But like I, I guess I understand also plays why a good they... bad guy in Shrek. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, he plays uh, what's his name, Lord Farquaad. Yeah, and he has the great uh, interrogation of the gingerbread man. Oh yeah, that's a great. That's one. that's one of like the best scenes in movie history. Oh, yeah. I think. Who lives uh, on Drury Lane? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was better than the first. Uh, Mel Gibson was better than I expected. Yeah, I got some thoughts on Mel Gibson. Okay. Yeah. I mean. Not a good person. We know that for Definitely sure. Definitely not a good person, but you needed somebody to play uh, a rebel, uh, for sure. Openly for, sexist yeah, guy. Uh, for sure, go for Mel Gibson. John Cena absolutely sucked in this movie, and they need to stop trying what else to make John Cena a thing. Oh, God. Did you see – what movie was it? We went to a movie together recently, and there was like a preview of uh, John Cena – starring in a movie alongside uh, is it Jason Sudeikis – where it's the like uh. they're trying to decipher the kids' fucking emoji texts. Oh God, what was that? Yeah, John Cena was part of that. Yeah, I was, was out as soon as he I. He was saw one it. of three starring people, and it's it looks like the least funny movie I've ever seen. Which means that we need to stop putting emojis in movies because yeah. between the emoji movie and whatever the fuck that is, it looks terrible. But yeah, John Cena, totally unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, there's a lot of stuff with um, with fucking uh, Do They Know It's Christmas. Didn't like any of that. There's a big sing-along to Do They Know It's Christmas at the end. It was really fucking the uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, that the was end just was really bad. very cringeworthy. Uh, Especially my... at the end, they do like this whole scene in the movie theater where it's basically like suddenly the movie turns into like appreciating movies yeah it's i think that they expected that everybody would see the final scene in the theater and like stand up and clap and like start talking to their neighbors they were talking oh that's what old people in my theater did really yeah yeah they they took to it Uh, like they basically they they wanted people to, to they wanted to drive home the message like hey you should go to the movies and talk to people there because it's a great experience my biggest issue with the movie is there are an awful lot of kids in this movie, and I didn't care about a one of them. No, none and of them. And they the kids. incorporate the kids a lot. Yeah. There, there are as many uh, kid storylines as there are adult storylines. Way too many kid storylines. I don't fucking care about any of them. I'll say I, uh, I appreciated one kid, and it was the, uh, the daughter who like was just a badass, kind of. 
Yeah. She just did like funny shit that was wild. <laughs> yeah, but then she sang during the fucking gigantic fly on top of your head right now. I know. Now. <laughs> it's driving me crazy. It's literally on the top of the uh of your hat. It's gone. Fuck now. out of here, bitch. <laughs> um yeah, way too many fucking kids and didn't did care you about did you anything. laugh out loud at all? Uh did I laugh out loud at all? No, I don't think I did and I was thinking about this beforehand. I don't know. We'll get to the category, obviously. I can't think of a memorable line or anything that I would really steal from it. So, like, it there wasn't was, that funny a movie. There was one point where I was, like, legitimately chuckling to myself, and it was uh, the thermostat scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, that was a really, like, that was a really, like, smart yeah, scene. It yeah, was, it was, like, a... It was like a very subtle dad thing yeah. that they just really went in on, and yeah. I thought that they did it really well. Yeah, so. I was definitely grinning throughout that whole thing. Yeah, that was that was really well done. So uh, I think that was the only tip point in the movie. Yeah, the the joke is that uh, they all the dads wake up in the middle of the night, and the thermostat has been turned way up, and they all go up to each other one by one, pointing out like you can't. One one small change in the thermostat can cost you hundreds, and, and yeah. just like everything that a fucking and they dad act would like it's a fucking it. war crime. Yeah, and well, like the best part about it is that they all woke up like individually yeah. and ended up meeting by the thermostat. Yeah, and like Jesus Christ, fucking hot in here. Yeah, the uh, and the only person who was cool with it was that was a little twist that Mark Wahlberg was the only one that was cool yeah. with it. You would think that Will Ferrell would be the one that was right. like, oh yeah, let the let the inmates run the asylum. Uh, how did everyone look? Uh, one point seven five out of two. One point nine out Ooh, of two. What'd you deduct the one the one tenth of a point for? Mel Gibson. Oh, okay. Mel Gibson really? looked like fucking shit. I thought and Mel Gibson looked like, great. Girls in this the whole movie. time were trying to fuck Mel Gibson. Don't nobody want to fuck Mel Gibson. I, when he's I'm gonna like that. strongly disagree with you. Oh, I thought Mel, Mel Gibson looked great in this movie. Oh no, he, he was like, like buff. He was ugh. God, no, nah, he was puffy and his, he was puffy. His but hair like, sucked, but he looked like puffy? fucking Gene Simmons looks now. <laughs> Puffy is about as good as you can hope to look for somebody his age. That's so not true. Puffy and Puffy and like the like I'm in good shape but a little bloated. I uh, fucking he just looked buff. J.K. Simmons is probably older than Mel Gibson, and I don't know if you've ever seen ripped. Yeah, but he's like he's uh, a ripped like once he when he takes his shirt off in the gym and then he looks ripped but like mel that's gibson that's the only kind of ripped you want mel, mel gibson looks like he's in shape through his clothes oh no he doesn't he looked he, bad man i am a hard he looked very here. bad but i don't want to waste any more fucking breath on that not very good looking guy uh linda cardellini oh my single-handedly god made oh it like god. a 3000 out of if 2 if you put if you put linda cardellini in a movie the rating automatically starts at a two and then we go from there does anybody and this is gonna sound weird this is gonna like take me back to uh younger days uh just from when she was in freaks and geeks is anybody more sexy when they're afraid they're gonna get in trouble you know right like, yeah like half of linda cardellini's scenes are like we're gonna get caught we can't do this no you gotta she keep it a... down and i'm like oh god why is that the sexiest thing i've ever seen in my life <laughs> no. it's like that's a that's a real dangerous thing because if you ever like knew linda cardellini or were like romant- romantically involved with her you would want to be in like the most you'd put precarious in, situations right. you'd always be like hey let's go rob this bank and she'd be like yeah. well, we can't we're adults we're not supposed to rob banks like, oh, our responsibilities I'm i'd be like i need torn. you right now <laughs> i know um, but she, she looks good in fucking everything, and it's because that face will not fucking quit. It's unbelievable, and it's, 
It's one of her like the smile, most. Just every, like, I think I'm actually in love with Linda Carter. I really think I am. Yeah. I love everything about her. Like yeah. I love her look. I love her voice. I think she's yeah. just fucking amazing. Yeah, and she just gets hotter every year. Yeah, there is wild. Uh, there's a scene. There are so many flies in here right now. I know. What there the are hell flies. Is going on? Um, there's a scene where uh, she's just kind of fixing up the house there when they get get to the house before they go to the really nice house. I think. Oh, maybe it is when they get to the really nice house, the cabin, whatever. But she's wearing a uh, ladies little fashion tip. She's wearing a blue dress, like a navy blue dress. Oh, what kind and of dress? <laughs> I want to hear you like try a, to identify, uh, uh, like like a dress dress, like a, no, like a Linda Cardellini dress. So, like, um, how does that differ from like, a Julianne Moore dress? Because a Julianne Moore dress kind of flows more, okay. so kind of uh, form fitting, tight, whatever on the top. Uh, a little uh, loose when it gets to the dress part at the bottom where the dress uh, opens up. Uh, I'm so, so distracted wearing, by these flies that have like, like ADHD. up to 600 <laughs> flies in here right now. We are being overtaken by flies. Uh, but she's wearing a navy blue dress and black stockings. You're a and huge blue and black. Blue and black looks fucking awesome. If If you trust the person to know what they're doing with it. And I definitely trust Linda Cardellini to know what she's doing with it. And she's just doing that and heels. And it's just a very easy look. But I was like, God damn, you're just fixing up the house and you look absolutely terrific. I did you a solid there by not saying you're a big black and blue guy because that insinuates that you're abusive. Uh, or it insinuates that I'm into Backstreet Boys later work. <laughs> Fair enough. That song had sh- that album had shaped my heart, which is one of my guy. It was like the comeback more, album, right? Uh, no, it no, it, well, it was the uh, like their NSYNC. first comeback album where they no. took a hiatus. I think no, 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 that really? was it was uh, it was during that run that like initial run, but it was after InSync had released No Strings Attached, so, so it like, was murdered them. It was like the it, it, this has been settled. Yes. InSync wins, but we're still gonna come out and. Uh, Dude, it was a posthumous, this. their first posthumous yes, yes, album. Yes, exactly. It was, uh, they, they played it during the fucking, when they showed Meek Mill during the, <laughs> the Grammys that year. Uh, I, I want to just say, I deducted point, uh, 0.25 points from, from How Did Everyone Look because Mark Wahlberg's beard sucked. Mark Wahlberg looked better than the first, in the first one, he though. Did. His did. hair looked so much he, better. Yeah, he looks yeah. good in this movie. His beard is just like so patchy and gross. I didn't even notice his uh, beard, but I was talking about this with a friend yesterday. Patchy and gross beards. Um, I mean, I certainly do them from time to time. It's that's, but no longer uh, like a uh, a red flag on someone that that no longer deducts from a guy's looks for some reason. You can have a bad well, beard, ha- and girls are like, "Yeah, you, whatever, I'm down." You have to have it in like the right context. So I think Wahlberg kind of pulls it off in the context because he plays kind of like this rugged badass yeah. where he can have just like shitty facial hair because he he doesn't care. Yeah. So I think he kind of. I didn't even. Yeah, I didn't it. even notice his facial hair. I was just too taken aback by how much better he looked overall I think with I his think hair. I, just, I have noticed that I just get really bothered when people have bad facial hair because. That's two reviews in a row where I've deducted points for bad facial hair. Josh Gad's Well, mustache. Josh Gad was, was like, he was put in again, the movie it, to have bad facial hair. Well, again, it was a lot of face porn and more murder on the Orient Disprex, so you couldn't fucking escape it. Uh, not a lot of face porn in this movie. Uh, I will we- I, I, So I'm, I've been thinking about that. I don't know if face... I, I think that you're misusing face porn here because face porn, for me, is 500 Days of Summer, where we know that we've got a face that just won't quit. So we are doing as many close shots... Tight shots right up on the face. I think that 
the reason you saw so many shots like that in Murder in the Orient Express was just because it was shot on a train. Right, but they they did that. They, it was accidental face, but it was like it still gets the the NC seventeen rating because of all the porn. I, but they were trying. They it wasn't the intent. It might might not have been the intent, but they still did it. There's good and bad porn. Yeah, that's and there's very good true. and bad face porn. Yeah, so, so that's the bad face porn. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, will we steal stuff from it? I can't think of. I I couldn't tell you one line in this. I have a uh, point five for what because I loved when Mel Gibson told one of the kids to. Go, uh, go! Use his spaghetti suckers. Oh He's yeah, that was kind lips. of funny. Yeah. Uh, I thought the referring to lips as spaghetti suckers. I don't know if that's like a an actual thing. Yeah, but I fucking love that. Yeah, so that's, uh, I might start using spaghetti suckers every now and then. When was the last time you sucked spaghetti though? I don't, I don't know, but it's, it's like such a ridiculous thing to thing. say to a kid because only a stupid fucking kid would suck spaghetti. And when <laughs> yes. it's when it when it's all done, it gets you got like the fucking like. Uh, like a ant hill of uh, like a, an ant hill of sauce <laughs> around your face, and then there's like little splatters everywhere. Yeah. You can't like eat with people because you just right. fucking spray them. If there's a baby sitting nearby, sauce the, the sauce gets on the baby's bib, and they're like, "How did that little splat of sauce come to the left?" I guess it was the baby's fault. No, it was the fucking six year old using the spaghetti suckers. I for sure used to suck spaghetti, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah, you suck a big good Italian spaghetti. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, huge, huge. I'll give that uh, so I'll give that a point two out of two. Then that's pretty good. Uh, nice. This is one I was looking forward to. Uh, this is one t- to which I was looking forward. Uh, was it problematic? Uh, and to clarify, we absolutely want this movie to be problematic. Oh yeah, that's true. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Then I guess. So I gave it a kind of a high score because so right, there so was a lot of problematic shit in it, but it's hilarious. The, yeah. the reason it gets the the most problematic score ever is because there, towards the end of the movie, a kid kisses his stepsister oh, this is on the lips. They just and the work parents, in step incest in the final five minutes of the movie. And the parents are horrified. They're very upset that this has happened. But the entire movie, fathers and sons have been kissing each other on the lips. This kid is in an environment where he is seeing that immediate family yes. kisses each other on the lips. And then he does it, and they're like, oh, gross. Okay. How can you do that? <laughs> and, that he, is... and he does it to somebody who he's technically not blood-related to. Right. It's and his stepsister. Yeah, they're like, you need to be an adult with consent from your other adult family member before you go making out with people in your immediate family uh, i step step incest is apparently in because fucking that is like the rage in porn these days like ah. every fucking porn is mother has sex with her stepson or stepbrother and stepsister having sex together and it's just like ew why is anybody going to be like oh yes this is the stuff i'm looking for in arrested development michael sarah's character george michael is oh, very attracted to his cousin. Maybe? Or yeah, maybe. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he finds out that there's a French film called Les Cousins de Giroux about <laughs> two cousins who hook up. And he has the poster and he's really into that movie. <laughs> That's so gross. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was uh, that was a big part. I also thought that it was a little problematic that the entire fucking movie theater, all the kids in the movie theater... Literally lined up to kiss this kid after he uh, uh, already kissed his sister. Yes, they yeah they were like, well, it looks like this guy's active, so let's let's go plant <laughs> yes. some 
some lips on this guy. Uh, there was a part. So I'll tell you this. Actually, I did laugh out loud once. There's a line of kids waiting to kiss this kid, the young boy on the mouth, and they go down the line, and then it's a bunch of girls. Wait for it. A little boy sticks his head out and grins like I'm gonna kiss this boy too and that is the most like fucking 1992 Yo, casual yeah, homophobia and I laughed out loud at not not that like ah gay but like it, you just made this joke I thought it was I thought it was really funny I thought it was really funny because the kid like poked his head out and was like yeah. he, I'm right. gay he was not a like that, that was like the like, rapiest the, kid in the world. The only way that it could have been more problematic if he like winked at the camera and it did like one of those post effects where it's but, like the ding. Right. Because <laughs> none of the girls, none of the girls were like licking their lips no. or too fired up. They were like, all right, this stupid kid, we feel bad for him. Let's see. He doesn't know how to, he doesn't know which people he's supposed to kiss. We'll kiss him. But this fucking boy was this like, just I'm waiting for the opportunity there. to pounce and take advantage of another yes. young boy. Yeah. It, uh, very yeah. Hollywood. Something, very timely right, for Hollywood. Some, something about the eyes were uh, just didn't didn't trust that kid. Uh, Mel Gibson's character was v- supremely sexist in this movie. Yeah, but that that's but, that's what they wanted. Right, exactly. So, weird, so yeah. that's kind of what it. I mean, it plays into it working in the movie's favor because they were just like they. He was so overtly sexist that it was like the gag. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, go put your spaghetti suckers on her and then slap her on the tush and mm. let her know she's welcome. Yeah, was that, like, was, oh, that was one wild. too. I, I missed, missed that memo <laughs> when I was a kid. Uh, the big, the biggest problematic thing for me, though, was the, the scene where they bring that little girl hunting. I thought that was fucking hilarious. Just killing turkeys. They just they just give her a shotgun hmm. because like I think Linda for Carnally, women's yeah, yeah women's rights. Yeah. They were like they're like oh equality. Okay, let's give this girl a shotgun and just let her fucking roam free. And she ends up shooting Mel Gibson. Yeah, I, I thought that was great. Yeah, she shot him. Then she killed two turkeys. But I think if memory serves, Linda Cardellini must have been wearing some sort of like winter coat or something and really pulled that off, I imagine. Were you really uh, distracted? Probably. God. I think, yeah. She, when she, when, so she shows up in Mad Men as uh, a woman with whom uh, Don Draper is having an affair. Oh, and she lives. Can't blame she's his neighbor. Are you and allowed to have an affair if it's Linda Carnally? I think so, right? Like, all rules are just off the oh, table. Oh, God. Uh, Any institution she, of marriage is off the table if Linda Carnalini is in your direct vicinity. But they're both married so, to other people. So, care. yes, you do, because it leads to a lot of, we can't be doing this. We're going to get caught from Linda Carnalini. and just makes that, it a thousand times yeah, hotter. Exactly. Yeah. It's like so, that, that affair is never going to end. So it's important that, that they That affair ends married. when she dies. No, she breaks it off with him, and he's really upset because she's the first one that he's uh, done it with outside of his new marriage with Megan because he cheated on fucking bets all the time. Okay. But with Megan, he's actually being a good husband. Is that uh, Betty Potter? What's uh, her name? Potter? The, The blonde girl? Uh, Betty is January Jones. January Jones. Same I don't know thing. why the fuck I thought her name was Potter. Do you know the trick of when Porter. someone says, oh, what's the name? It's, uh, her name starts with a B. First thing, eliminate B names. It's never going to be that. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, okay. So when you said Potter, I said, all right, let's get rid of Harry Potter and all of his relatives because it is not going to be any sort of Potter. Uh, let's add these fuckers up. This is, bow, well, this bow. is easy math to do now. Right. See? 
Uh, I have a 5.75 out of 10. I have a 6.2 out of 10. Wow. Which makes me... Sounds like your highest score concerned. yet. Concerned. Uh, other than only the Brave. That might be your highest score yet. Did we... What did I give for um, for Happy Death Day? Oh, uh, you might have had... Happy Death Day there. was probably like an 11 out of 10. Yeah. Happy Death Day. I checked recently on Rotten Tomatoes to see what it is. It's only like a 74 or something. I thought that it should Fine. be some fucking Mad Max Fury Road shit no where way. it's like break it's like a new species of tomato it's so high. I accidentally caught a glimpse of the Rotten Tomatoes rating for this movie when I was looking up the synopsis. Can Uh-oh. you guess? Uh 31. Nope. Half that. Really? 16. Wow. What were you fucking expecting? I know. If you saw the movie, you knew that... I will say there's a big discrepancy uh, with the Rotten Tomatoes score and... um and like the Metacritic or whatever it is, or Google Don't do reviews or whatever, yeah. it's like one of them. One of them was like a sixty, and the other one was a sixteen. Okay, well, good for them. This movie was uh, way better than this fucking was fine. Uh, Bad Mom's Christmas. Oh, absolutely, a, a million times better. Uh, I texted uh, the producer of the show I did last night. Said, "Hey, I'll be in a little late. Uh, grabbing a quick Daddy's Home too." And at the end of the show. They, for the last block, they were like, oh, okay, and uh, today, here's a text the DJ sent to our producer, Rob. And they showed it, and it looked so cool. You know, I, if you know when you see a candid picture of yourself, and you're like, wow, I look fucking great there. That's I, They were doing it to embarrass me, but I was like, that makes, it look, that makes me look so cool that that's how I text, grabbing a quick daddy's home, too. They were trying to make fun of me and shit, and it turned into a... So you paid money to see Daddy's Home too, and I said, like, hey, "Yeah, I paid fucking, ten dollars by using yeah, Movie Pass." Yeah, exactly. And then I explained Movie idiots. Pass to them. This was a block of a sports show. Okay, I explained Movie Pass to them, and they were like, "But why did you see it?" It's like because we're talking about it on brunch. And then I gave probably a four and a half minute plug for brunch that they cried. They kept trying to talk over me, be like, "Okay, okay, do it on your own time." And I was like, "Just shouting, listen to brunch.com yeah. slash subscribe." I was a lot of promo code brunch as they once they were like, "All right, pipe them down." A lot of screaming of you just just use rip, promo code just brunch. Ripped open your shirt and it's a fucking listen to brunch.com It's a tattoo. Uh, it's a Travis Barker uh, can I said tattoo that says promo code brunch across it. <laughs> It's very, very tasteful.